And it's likely to be miserable at times. It's likely to be tricky, hairy, full of ups and downs. You're probably never going to get what you want. You get what you want in life when you design a life, when you design your life and you find someone that wants the same design. Exactly. Yeah. But to to have this, this chasm in the road, this huge hole, this gulf, this gully, and you're pulling on one side and they're on the other. And you're saying, this is what I want. And they're saying, I'm not ready for that. Someone has to give up Yep. and walk off and say, I'm going to have to do this on my own. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Till the Wheels Fall Off. I'm Matt. I'm Paige. Man, oh man, it's been a week. Holy crap. Feeling a little uh, drained, I would say, here lately. A little bit. God bless, man. I don't know if it's just... uh, Every the routine getting started again and just feeling um, sort of resistant to it, or what the heck's going on? I, don't know, I like a good routine, but uh, we've been waking up a lot earlier than we were used to waking up. Man, I don't know if it's like lack of sleep or what. I don't know if we're the only ones feeling this way, but there's something about this 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 time of year where it's just ugh, <laughs> trying to get through it. So here we are. All right, we're going to talk about controlling. Versus challenging today. What's the difference between controlling someone and just challenging them to be better? Ooh. Or on the other side of that, something very similar is um, controlling versus accountability. Yeah. It's a question we get a lot and it'll kind of drive you crazy if you think too hard about it. Because there's, yeah, Paige is raising her hand right now. (laughs) (laughs) The more you think about it, the fuzzier it gets almost. It's so so true. We're going to have a discussion to provoke some thoughts, give some insight, some things that we believe. I think this is my all or nothing thinking that kind of gets in the way. Is that what my been, cognitive distortion? That's why we've been researching this for three days is because you keep asking me questions that make me go, huh, everything I thought, now I don't. <laughs> and we got to start all over. I'm just challenging you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. We're going to start it with a story, as I often like to do. I actually wrote this, I don't know, a few months back. It's actually in our community page. Uh, And if you're not already in our community, check us out. Um, If you go to any of our social media profiles, if you click our link tree, you'll find our website. You will find our YouTube channel, our social media accounts, and also our Facebook community. Totally free Facebook community. And we've got files in there. We've got some helpful free guides and things like that. Mm -hmm. This is one of them. I wrote this quite some time ago. It's called drop the rope and credit where credit is due. The drop the rope concept, the idea of this came from some good friends of ours, Jesse and Jay Norman. They've got a podcast called moving on again. We actually were on that. Um, God, it's been about six months, a few months. Yeah. Yeah, It's been a little while now, but this was their concept and I just took it sort of elaborated on it and made it my own. But anyway, just in case they're listening, they go, you SOB stole it. (laughs) Give credit where credit's due, but this is my perspective of it. So it's called drop the rope. Picture a large, muddy hole in the ground filled with water. Everyone got the visual? So it's rectangular, extends to your left and to your right as far as the eye can see. Just pit of water, left and right as far as you can see. It's 10 feet across, though, from one side to the other, and it's six foot deep. On one side of this hole is you, and on the other side is your partner. A thick rope is in each of your hands, and you are engaged in a battle of -of tug-of-war. Remember tug of war? Yes. It's like my favorite of all the field. Really? Field day games. Oh, God, I sucked at it. I love tug of war. It was fun. <laughs> Anyways, tug of war. So you're playing tug of war across an infinitely wide body of water. 
Uh, Your feet are firmly planted as you pull with all your might. Each tug toward your side of the hole represents your perspective, your emotions, your feelings, and ideas of your reality. And each tug from the other side, so your partner's side, is equivalent in force. And like you, it represents their perspective, their emotions, their feelings, and their ideas of their reality. Conflict in a marriage is nothing more than a game of emotional tug of war. Each individual is fighting with all their being to protect their worthiness and to defend their perspective. To say, listen to me. My opinion matters. I have value. Validate me. Sometimes we tug to protect our ego. Sometimes we tug to prove a point. Sometimes we tug because we lose sight of the reason we ever said I do to begin with. One thing is certain in this game. It will leave one person muddy, sopping wet, upset, feeling misunderstood, dejected, dominated, and defeated by their best friend. The same person we swore to love and honor, to protect and nurture, to understand rather than to be understood. The victor of this game, quote unquote, the victor is often the stronger willed, the more articulate debater, or the more stubborn, Mm. not the most correct. Boom. Energy, persistence, and stubbornness are required to win tug of war. One person must outlast the other in this battle of wills, and the result is always the same. The result is a victory that serves one ego and damages another. It moves the couple further apart. Trust and safety are sacrificed and vulnerability is squashed. I am right and you are wrong. In this game, a battle won is a battle lost. We've all been here. We've all had fights and disagreements and sometimes they're short-lived. Sometimes the game goes on for years. Paige and I personally have had our fair share of these battles over the years. We've both been muddy. We've both quote unquote won battles. (laughs) We've both agreed in time that this game serves no purpose and does nothing to further our goals. I encourage you to drop the rope. So rather than playing tug of war, we have decided to drop the rope. We look at each other from across the muddy hole and we nod at one another and simultaneously let go of the rope that symbolized the distance between our perspectives The tension is released and we stare at each other. Then we both get to work. Behind each of us is a pile of wooden planks, a hammer, and a box of nails. We get on our hands and knees and we begin to build a bridge. Each swing of the hammer represents the effort that we must put into our relationship. We take ownership of our part in the disagreement. She drives in a nail and it represents her failure to communicate her needs in a healthy manner. I drive in a nail. And it represents my inability to listen to her perspective and accept it as valid. The process is repeated until we have constructed a sturdy bridge over which we walk to each other. We stand over the hole and embrace. I go on to say that we think we can fix people. This is where episode starts today. Mm -hmm. We think that we can fix people. We think that if people would do things to our liking, our lives would be perfect. This is a failure to understand the dynamics of a relationship. It's an even bigger failure on understanding the world. Our marriage leveled up when I started listening. This is my perspective at this point. When I started listening for years, I would point out your faults and ways that you could, you should improve things you could do different. I would chastise you for your feelings and I would invalidate each emotion that you shared with me. I would gaslight you into feeling like you were the problem. I was working, working harder on being right than I was supporting my wife to support you. 
meant I had to admit that I did not always know what was best and trust that you would take this gift as I saw it (laughs) and use it well. I had a problem with control. Our partners aren't as naive as we think, and they're much smarter than we give them credit for. People grow and mature at different rates. And even though I may quote unquote, know the answer to your problems, nobody learns by being told what to do. We learn when our experience shows us the best, the best path to take. We learn when we figure things out for ourselves with love and support. I dropped the rope and I trusted you to build your side of the bridge the best way that you could. I offered support when asked and stopped insisting that you build it my way. When you approached a fork in the road, I stopped telling you which way was correct. I simply listened, comforted, loved, and supported you along the way. Whichever path you chose would be your path, and you would learn at your own pace. Now, when you're having a difficult time with something, I often ask, are we looking for support or solutions? And 99% of the time, the answer is support. Rarely do people want someone to solve their problems for them. It's no different than your two-year-old. They will get mad at you as they learn to put things back on the shelf where they go, just let them figure it out. Mm-hmm. People are no different. They just want support along the way. So I take the cotton out of my ears and I put it in my mouth and I stop offering fixes and I just listen. I hold your hand if you're willing as you walk through life. This is what marriage is about. This is what healthy growth looks like. Along the way, I have been far from perfect. I've had to apologize many, many times when my old fixer habits come up and I explain how you should be doing something. It is not my job to live your life for you. It's my job to respect you enough to know that you've trusted with me walking through life with you, not for you. I know we kind of went through that. If there's any part you'd like to go back and read, I suggest you read it. It's on our, in the files section in our community, but I think it's a powerful way of looking at what we're about to discuss, which is this rope that exists. Yeah. Most of the time, this rope that exists between couples that we interact with involves addiction. But it's also much deeper than that. It involves tons of issues within a relationship. One person telling the other one that they should be doing, the other one pushing back. I think we often forget that we've got two separate people in a relationship. And this bridge and this or this rope even that symbolizes our differences, what we want. And it's almost like we've forgotten where we were going all along. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to this question that we get quite often. And it is complex and complicated to say the least. What's the difference between controlling someone and challenging them? Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between controlling someone and just holding them accountable? How did this come to be? Miss black and white. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? how did this come to be? Because when I'm asked this question, I'm kind of like, okay, that seems fairly simple. Then we talk about it because we start talking about it and it all goes together because and we've talked about it in another episode where it's like, the, as a partner in a relationship with somebody who has a substance um, problem, we're just trying to help them be the best version of themselves possible, but they'll look at it as controlling. Yeah. It's usually what you get back from them. Yeah. Stop telling me what to do. Don't you tell don't me love what me to for do. who I am. Yep. This, this is, is just, just me. me. <laughs> this is the way God made me. You can't love me for who I am. Right. So it gets confusing. It's like, oh, well, I'm just trying to help you. So where are we controlling them? I think all those things that they're saying back to you apply if you're saying, why don't you like romantic comedies? Why Mm -hmm. can't you just like romantic comedies? Mm -hmm. If the response then is, 
just not my thing. Like, I'm just not really into that. That's your bit. Like, but what? <laughs> what? I'm literally raising my hand. This is what Sydney does whenever she wants to talk to us. This just made me think. We were recently talking about skiing, right? Yep. I don't like skiing. No, you don't. I'm not good at it. Hate everything about it. But you have tried to push and push and push. I've tried to challenge you. Ah, see? But yeah. is it controlling or is it challenging? When will you take no for an answer? I take no for an answer. I understand that it's something you may never like. Yeah. But I can also point out the fact that you've lost like 50 or 60 pounds and you're more athletic than you've ever been. And it could be more enjoyable for you now. Right. But you also love the mountains. I do. And you're also okay with going to the mountains mm -hmm. and allowing me to get on a snowboard and cruise down some mountains. And I could ask, hey, do you think you want to give it another shot? And accept if you said no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't mean I won't challenge you to do it, but I can accept if you don't want to do it. Okay. Now, that is not a deal breaker in our relationship, though. No. But that's a great example of what the difference between challenging someone is and controlling them. Okay. Controlling would be dragging your ass up there, shaming you for not wanting to do it, getting you lessons, waking you up that morning, pushing you in the car, making sure you've got all your gear, making sure you're on that mountain, checking my phone to make sure that you didn't leave the lessons and sneak off to the lodge and like go get you like a hot toddy or something. <laughs> or go to the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calling your instructor. How's she doing? Is she doing all right? You know? Like, okay. Yeah. Sort of manufacturing this world where you can succeed if you just follow my instructions. Yeah. As opposed to just understanding the fact that, man, you're, you're not really a fan of going 50 miles an hour down a mountain when you can't stop very well. I get that. Okay. But it's also something really enjoyable and I will challenge you probably okay. forever I to, to, give it, to give it a shot. Okay. It's a little different when we're talking about addiction though, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a little bit but different. But you had a very good um, example when you were saying like looking at my location, dragging me out, making sure that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. That goes a lot of hand in hand in an addiction in this type of relationship. Yeah, an addicted relationship. Yes. yes. So... You can challenge someone without controlling them. Yeah. There is, if you drew a Venn diagram, I actually did this because <laughs> she confused the absolute crap out of me. I thought I had this episode licked and I'm like, we'll do this in 10 minutes. Don't worry about it. I got, we got this. So I draw this Venn diagram. I'm like, look, see, these are the differences. And then there's like this sort of interlap in the middle that involves like conflict and communication. Yeah. Cause you're going to have those either way. Right. But um, then I just got confused all over again and almost just gave up and quit the whole <laughs> podcast like together. We did. We were like, oh my gosh, how's this going to work We know out? nothing. <laughs> um, okay. So it's a little complex when you're talking about addiction because we're not talking about skiing and someone's preferences on the types of movies they like or the types of foods they like. Oh, that's another one too. Challenging people to eat different foods. Uh -huh. You know, like you can challenge people on these really basic things. Yes. When it comes to your values and the things that, the the values that essentially serve as a foundation for the way that you choose to live your life, these things aren't so movable. Mm -hmm. And you're starting to mess with the fabric of someone's being when you're challenging these things. I look at account. Let's, let's start with accountability first. Okay. This is the one I did a lot more research on. Yeah. Controlling some someone versus accountability. And this came from a question from a listener, actually. It, no, from TikTok. TikTok. Okay, yeah. TikTok. It yeah. came from a TikTok where someone, this is a great question. What's the difference between controlling someone or being controlling and just making them accountable for their actions or holding them accountable? And I actually did a video response to this. And so it's accountability is another word for responsibility. 
So think of it that way. Uh, Ask the question to say, how do I make someone responsible for their actions? And what's the difference between doing that and being controlling? So I think, I think my brain goes here a lot, but I think about work, right? Work in general. I apply for a job and they tell me, all right, you want to work here. These are the hours. Here's the pay. This is your job description. Uh, this is what happens if you don't show up and do your job. And usually you get, you know, you might get put on like a uh, performance evaluation or just fired. Yeah. But they're, the, uh, the agreement is laid out and I have volunteered for this. I'm asking for accountability in some ways when I have signed up for the job. And relationships aren't too much different, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about it this way, right? We're not like the coneheads where it's everything's like very contractual <laughs> yes, and disgust yes. and it's out there. Right. There's sort of like this unwritten agreement between couples that you discuss your your hopes and dreams for life and this person will either nod and smile or they'll be like, no, nah, it doesn't interest me at all. Mm-hmm. Generally, the more nods and smiles you get, the, the longer you're together yeah. because you, agree, you you want the same things. You want the same things in life. It's sort of like this agreement you enter into without really communicating it, which we'll get to in a little while where you have sort of volunteered yourself to be held accountable to the mission of the relationship, yeah. to the vision of the relationship. And some things are discussed, some aren't. Some could be a little more clear. And I think that's where these things get really screwed up. Yeah. A lot of the times that we get into relationships, or the sorry, the relationships that we deal with, we, we have someone who had every red flag in the world present upon entering the relationship Mm -hmm. and they just assume that like a lot of people they're just going to grow out of this behavior they'll 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 quit doing coke they'll quit um smoking weed they'll quit drinking so heavily they'll just grow out of it without it ever really being discussed but they'll see these red flags and then several years down the line they'll say you're not doing this stuff anymore and the addict will say dude this is i've been doing this from day one Mm -hmm. like what is the problem here i've always been this way so now we have conflict yeah we have this problem right? where it's, I want this and you want that. Now we're playing tug of war. This is the biggest problem that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. It's, it blows my mind. It blows your mind. Why? Because people, like we're trying to grow. Oh, yeah. It should be just- It is mind-blowing. Na- it should part, be like right. a natural thing in life that, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to grow and stop staying stagnant and stalled or whatnot. So whenever- we're like upping our game and this person is staying the same. It's like, it's a slap in the face when we're like, Hey, you know, catch up with me, catch up with me. But they're like, no, you already knew me how this is how I was beforehand. So you just have to accept me for who I am for the rest of our lives. A quick break in the action to let you know about an exciting development in the Tufo universe. When we started this thing, we said we would never work with an advertiser or company unless it's something that we believed in and we already use. If you're looking for professional, affordable mental health care, look no further than Taylor Counseling Group, your trusted source for accessible therapy in Texas. Taylor Counseling Group believes that everyone deserves premium mental health care, regardless of their income level. That's why they offer reliable and affordable services at 12 locations across Texas. They've made affordability a priority. They are in network with most major insurance, and the standard private rate is only $100 per session, significantly lower than many other practices offering the same high-quality therapy. 
They believe that getting the help you need shouldn't drain your wallet. Scheduling an appointment is quick and easy with their convenient online booking tool. No complicated processes or long wait times. They value your time and ensure that you can access the care you deserve without any hassle. At Taylor Counseling Group, they believe in a personalized approach to therapy. The professionally trained counselors offer a diverse range of services, including individual counseling, couples counseling, family therapy, play therapy for children, and even specialized techniques like cognitive processing and existential psychotherapy. They're here to help you navigate life's challenges and develop a personalized treatment plan tailored to your unique goals. Taylor Counseling Group is your partner on the path to mental wellness. Experience professional, affordable care that puts you first. Visit their website, taylorcounselinggroup.com, or call them today to schedule an appointment and tell them two folk couples sent you. A link and phone number is going to be available in the show notes. And back to the action. It's tough. So I'm tricky. So- <laughs> like, it's, it's, That's why all this is tricky. Because it's a harmful behavior. It's exactly. not something that only affects them. If it only affected them, generally you wouldn't be saying a whole lot. But this is starting to bleed into other areas where it's affecting your emotional security, yep. your safety. Um, the environment that you're raising your children in or your children altogether could be affecting their jobs or legal status, all kinds of stuff. Like it has massive consequences Mm -hmm. and it is fair to challenge someone to say, don't you think you should be doing less of this? Yeah. On the other hand, entering into a relationship with someone who's got a substance abuse disorder, you have to understand there are certain parts about substance abuse disorder that are outside of the bounds of just holding someone accountable. Most of us don't realize we're getting into a relationship with somebody who has a substance abuse issue. Like we don't see that. We think that, oh, we're young. We're just having fun. We're partying. Normal thoughts. And like I said, one of the partners usually grows out of it. Why can't the other one grow out of it? Some, it's got their hooks in a little deeper. It's a little deeper than just growing out of it. Okay. You've been but do you in a understand what I'm saying? You've I know. been in a relationship with one of these goons. I know. I'm fully aware. <laughs> I know how it works. It's just I'm I'm sharing with you how it's mind blowing. But I will say that I think you did a very good job of walking this line between controlling and Jump. holding me accountable. Okay. So accountability, like we talked about with the job, consequences are a form of accountability. But you have to volunteer for them. If someone never volunteered for them, they're going to view your accountability as uh, they didn't ask for it. I didn't volunteer for that. Where is this coming from? This is out of bounds. It's like me trying to enforce a policy that you never knew existed. It doesn't mean that you can't decide to change policies. Over I was going to say, yeah, I know where you're going with this. I could <laughs> right on, right up, right here with you. Right. So you can look at my face and you know, know exactly man. what I'm thinking. If you're communicating as a couple, like we talked about in that story in the beginning, if you're communicating openly about where you're at in life, you can you can change the trajectory of your relationship at any given moment. Mm-hmm. You can decide to do all kinds of crazy things. You can decide to do like, hey, let's let's move up to Oregon as a nudist colony. I don't know. But if you communicate about these things and you're both on board, you can do that kind of stuff. The issue comes when one person is dead set in change and the other person is nowhere near ready or hesitant to it. Okay. Then we've got a problem. Yeah. You're playing tug of war with someone who is not moving Mm -hmm. and you're not giving up either. We talked about what this looks like and what happens and what the result of two people pulling nonstop is going to grow further and further apart. You're going to create resentment over time Yep. and nothing good comes of it, which is the elephant in the room of all of this and the most difficult piece of this thing that God, I'm going to get grilled for saying it probably, but some, a lot of relationships don't make it out of here. Yeah, they don't. And I think that it's so difficult because 
we're talking about an addiction. This is something that's got hooks in people, the disease concept of it all. Like there is some validity to this. Certainly. I won't say there's not, but this person, sometimes they don't want to change because they haven't seen how it's affecting their life because this is just how they operate. This is their pattern of behavior. You know, this is just how their brain works. And should you have compassion for that? Yeah, to a degree. But the other piece of it is that your needs matter too. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Your needs matter. Yeah, you matter. And if you are willing to sacrifice some of the best years of your life to wait and see if this person figures it out, more power to you. But you have to know what you're signing up for. Mm -hmm. And it's likely to be miserable at times. It's likely to be tricky, hairy, full of ups and downs. You're probably never going to get what you want. Yeah. You get what you want in life when you design a life, when you design your life and you find someone that wants the same design. Exactly. Yeah. But to ha- to have this, this chasm in the road, this huge hole, this gulf, this gully, and you're pulling on one side and they're on the other and you're saying, this is what I want. And they're saying, I'm not ready for that. Someone has to give up Yep. and walk off and say, I'm going to have to do this on my own then. Yeah. And that's often where things get, that's where we generally meet people most yeah. of the time. Yeah. They're at this place that this jumping off place. I think that the number one question we get is how do I make them see they have a problem? Mm-hmm. The second most is how do I fix them? Yep. How do I get help? How do I help them? Yeah. How do I help them? What do I do? When someone asks us that they've already done everything I would ever suggest. Yeah. 100 times out of 100 times. Mm-hmm. Have you had gentle conversations with it? Well, yeah. Well, have you put boundaries up? Well, Yeah. If they haven't, then they'll try that. And the result is often this person is unwilling to change. Yeah. They are unwilling to change. Every effort you make after that point is a form of control. Absolutely. In my my opinion here. Right. If you, if they have told you where they are and you've told them where you are, and then you want to continue to track their phone, you want to count the number of drinks they have. You want to look for their drinks. You want to ask around and see where they were last Friday to see if they were lying you want to hold them accountable. You are trying to force a round peg into a square hole. This person is not compatible with your values at this point. Right. Maybe one day they could be, but they are not at this moment. Yeah. And the resistance you feel is simply the resistance of one person that wants a, and the other that wants B. I think the person now I will validate you and say that you want a healthy life. You're right. You're correct. I hope that they see that one day, one day they may see that, but it's unlikely you are going to affect that change through control. That is going to create resentment. Yep. You can love someone. You can be there for them. You can support them. You can empower them. You can hold their hand and say, I will do this with you. But if they don't want it, it's unlikely you're going to get anywhere. Right. That's the accountability piece and controlling versus challenging someone. is very similar. We talked about this kind of the intro when it came to challenging. I think that you've always been, when it came to accountability, you've never really held me accountable. I guess in some ways you had, like there were some consequences and things, but the challenging thing was from the very beginning. <laughs> and it's like this old, this old adage um, behind, behind every great man is an even greater woman. I personally believe that because that was my experience in life. It still is to this day where you've always challenged me. To, to, to level up, to want to be better. I think you, you saw early on that there was potential in me and you're like, ah, there's something in this one here. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to, if I think if I could challenge him enough and if he'll listen and want to do these things, like he could be incredible. We could be amazing. I could be happy. He could be happy. Right. And he could live up to his potential. And you were, you kind of took the lead there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's uncommon and nor do I think it's unhealthy to challenge somebody. Right. I was controlling when we were younger. I think most 14 year old girls are <laughs> gonna say, a lot of teenagers in there. Yeah. Pretty controlling. So what are the, some of the differences between like controlling someone and challenging them? Like what's that line look like? I mean, just like basically tr- parenting them, you know, and surveillancing and making sure they're doing what you think they need to be doing. That is a form of control. And that is exhausting as hell. Like, I, I don't think that's one thing I don't, we we're not big on having like find my location or whatever on our phones. Is that what it is? There's like, um, there's like apps and stuff where you, where you track other people's locations and we have that, especially for our kids and stuff, but we don't utilize it very often with each other. No, no, like we didn't have that for a long time, but I think that that is a form of control because you're trying really hard to see what this person is doing. And if they're doing something that you don't agree with, you want to be able to hold them accountable for that. When in reality you're controlling them and it's just going to piss them off and make them resentful. It would be different if I said, I need you to hold me accountable. I'm volunteering for this accountability in this relationship. Right. If I'm not somewhere I'm supposed to be, then you have a right to say something. But to look at someone and say like, hey, listen, I'm the principal and you're the student. Yeah. And I'm going to, these are the rules. Right. It's going to create resentment. It's also going to create secrecy and an incentive to hide things if they're not ready to be held accountable. Right. And it's also really exhausting to have that, to try to have that power over somebody. If we just let go of that control, you'll realize that you got to put all of that focus towards yourself instead of what the other person is doing. Because the only thing that you can actually control in life is yourself and your actions. Mm -hmm. It's not somebody else. And that's where the acceptance piece comes in too, and accepting somebody for who they are. The part that's hard is that these people are typically emotionally abusive or they hurt you and it's really affecting, you know, your whole family unit. So you're like, God, do I have to control this person or how do I challenge them? Is it the way that you approach them? Do you try to challenge them first? And then say, they say, I don't want to do that. And then you're like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this anymore. It's all exhausting. Incredibly, (laughs) incredibly exhausting. Let's, let's go through some of the key differences in challenging someone Versus controlling them. Like what are some of the, the concepts behind each? What is like, walk me through challenging someone to be better. What are some of the things like five things that, that are attributed to just challenging someone? Okay. So empowering them. Yeah. I think that's a big one. So just challenging someone to be better involves empowering them to improve themselves. Yeah. And there has to be autonomy in this and they have to right. be willing to do it as well. Right. Right. It encourages them to take their ownership of their growth and their development. Yeah. That's huge for anybody. I tell everybody all the time, you know, let people make their own decisions because they're going to become empowered by doing that. And the flip side of that, the the controlling behavior, it would be like the imposition of your will. Like imposing your will on someone. Emp- empowerment is empowering them. You're encouraging them. You are supporting them. The other side of this is just imposing your will, which is basically designing a life that makes them conform to what you want. Mm-hmm. So um, your desires, your wants, your needs, 
without their consent or input. It just seeps. It's manipulating somebody. It's manipulating somebody to dictate their actions for the your 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 own benefit. Yeah. It's like how do I how do I alter your your state so that I get what I want out of this? Yeah. Okay. What's another one? What's another? What? Are you staring at me? You want me to do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, positive intent. So when it comes to challenging someone, there's positive intent behind this. The intention behind challenging someone to be better is typically positive. Yeah. Typically. Like in this case, it is. Yes, exactly. This is positive. Yeah. Not always the case. And we're talking about, this may not so much apply at the addiction piece. Yeah. Relationships in general. Right. Let's just say that you, you know, I don't like romantic comedies, which I do, by the way. Let's say I didn't. Yeah. What would be your incentive for me to like them? It would just have to do with your own opinions about how you want a partner to be, not necessarily what's healthy for them or the relationship as a whole. Yeah. So there's positive intent. It's rooted in the belief that the individual has potential for growth and can achieve more with the right encouragement and support. Mm -hmm. The flip side of this involves a desire to maintain power, dominance, or serve the controller's interests rather than focusing on the well-being or growth of the other person. There is a difference there. When you're challenging someone to be better, you're also being supportive. Uh, it's uh, Challenging behavior is always accompanied by support, guidance, maybe even resources to help that person achieve their goals. Okay. Not your goals. Right. Their goals. Offering constructive feedback, providing opportunities for skill development. Like you are there with them for their goals, not just your goals. <laughs> The other piece would be more of an authoritarian figure where um, trying to coerce them, manipulate them, or just use force to ensure compliance with your wishes. Yeah. There's a fine line. There's a difference. Um, I think that respect for autonomy is perhaps the one that applies the most here. Okay. And we talked about this just briefly early, like right before we yeah. started. Yeah. So um, you have to respect their autonomy in their own, in their agency. Like I think when it boils down to what humans especially in this country value more than anything it's agency which is another word to say freedom to make choices like agency like you are not taking away my freedom to make choices you're encouraging me to make positive ones but you understand at the end of the day that I can choose whatever I want to do I have the freedom to choose and as long as I have the I have even the perception that I have the freedom to choose I'm more than likely to do the right thing when you box people in and you don't give them autonomy mm-hmm. you often get the opposite result it's like reverse psychology. Sort of in the way. It's like I've always said, like I can drink right now. There's nothing in the world preventing me from drinking today. Right. Nothing. I could go to the liquor store right now, buy a bottle of whiskey, come home and get drunk. There's nothing stopping me from doing that, which is why I love the power of choice. I have the choice to do that. I choose not to. And you have respect for that. And you understand that if I don't, You've got boundaries in place and you will take action to protect yourself, but you don't have any actions in place that would punish me necessarily for my ability to choose. Yeah. You know, like you right. don't, you don't have um, a lock on my debit card that doesn't allow liquor store purchases. Yeah. Like I still have the freedom to choose and right. you've accepted that I have the freedom to choose. Yeah. That's huge. 
What are you going to say? You've been wanting to say something for the last 10 minutes. You're staring at this me. One, <laughs> this one throws me off because on the other side, like with alcoholics, they would say, well, I'm just choosing to drink. I want to drink. You are controlling me by saying, you know, I cannot drink. And But what if the drinking is causing negative behavior within the family? What if it is hurting the person? Like that's where your boundaries come into play? Absolutely. Boundaries are there to protect yourself. Yeah. Okay. Accepting someone's alcoholism is in some way saying like, I accept your freedom to to destroy your own life if you want. Yeah, your own life, but you're not taking me down with you. So that means I have to make changes on my end. Yep. Not asking you to make changes because that's your decision yeah, but at the end of the day. Yeah, and respecting their power to choose yeah. is in a, a form of empowerment in some ways. Like, right. Listen, you like you've told me, like I have the choice. You can do what you want, dude. You're a grown man. Yeah. Make whatever choice you want. But right. I've got boundaries in place. And if I decide to make it a poor choice, which is a poor choice, then you would Take action to protect yourself. Yes. You'd be crushed. Right. Be it wouldn't be family, easy. It would be hard, but I have to protect myself and my kiddos. Yeah. Um, also, I think that this is perhaps maybe the most important when it comes to challenging someone. There is collaboration. We talked about this early on, how there has to be communication and a voluntary action in some ways. There's some people in the world who do not want to be challenged. They don't. They're stubborn. They're stuck in the mud. This dog's snoring. I hope you can hit that on the mic, (laughs) but they want nothing to do with being challenged. They're totally content being who they are. They don't care what you think. They're just like, you know what? This is me. I'm going to do me. You do you. I do not care. Challenging someone is when done well is a collaborative effort. Um, It's respectful dialogue. It's discussion about goals, aspirations, and the steps needed to achieve them. Mm -hmm. This happens in healthy relationships where there is communication about the direction of the relationship. Yeah. Because things can change overnight in a relationship. If you're not communicating them, you will often get this divergence where you've got one side wanting to do one thing. The other one saying, what the hell, when did we decide to do this? And you feel like you're just torn apart. Yeah. But there's a difference when you're challenging someone, there is collaboration, right? Control is one sided. That's the difference. You've got your demands prioritized and the other over the other person's desires or needs. Mm-hmm. I would say desires is more like it when it comes yeah. to addiction. But this is like to say that they have a choice, poor as it may be, that's their choice. I need your thoughts here because I feel like you're just because you're looking at me and I'm not saying much. Well, no, you're you're uh you get this look where you're like, <laughs> I got more questions. This is we got to get to the bottom of this before you shut this thing off because I got questions. And if you have questions, it's likely that a lot of well, people Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to t- articulate this very well. But the way that I read this and I look over it is the whole, like, I always looked at control as a negative word. Um, And this is, again, my black or white thinking. And I always thought of it as being, as it needs... I just want to challenge people. I'm not controlling people. I'm just challenging people. I don't know. It just throws me off sometimes. This whole this whole topic kind of just threw me off. You are free to challenge anyone in your life at any given time. Yeah, I know that. They don't have to accept your challenge. That's the difference. I think that's where people get lost. It's like, but they're still not doing what I'm asking them to do. I'm like, people have the freedom to reject a challenge. 
Right. And so many people hang on to that so long. It's like, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to keep challenging. Then it turns into controlling. And then you get crazy and you lose your mind on them. Right. Yeah. They don't have to accept your challenge. I've always been willing to accept your challenges. I've always been willing to accept anyone's challenge. So you yeah, tell me you I have. can't do something, I'm going You're to more than likely want to try do to it. do it. Yeah. Like you've even learned that you can just do that with me. Yeah. You can just tell me I can't do something without saying anything else and just just walk off and know that he's going to do exactly that. He's going to do exactly that. that. Yep. Yep. I have done that. But not everyone operates that way. Not no. everyone is, you know, geared to grow. I think in some ways people are, um, but there are some out there that they make a conscious choice to stick where right where they're at and they don't want to hear it. They don't care what you're doing. They don't care what books you're reading or where you want to go or where you want to be. And this is the most difficult conversation to have with people is that maybe you have outgrown this person. Right. And that that's what gets complicated because it's like you try hard and hard and you just love this person and you're trying to just help them see their, you know, greatest potential and you just want to shake them over and over again. And then that's when you start losing yourself because you're not living by your values and you're not living by what you believe in. And you're putting all of your effort and focus and trying to fix this person when in reality they don't want to be fixed. You have to just put all of that towards yourself. And that's way more empowering. I would say I would encourage you, your partner, your loved one to read the drop the rope story, read that together it's disarming. It will get you both in a place where you're like, okay, let's talk. Let's mm-hmm. talk about where we're at. Let's talk about what our vision is for the future. Let's talk about our relationship. Let's talk about where things are headed. Let's talk about dropping the rope. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I think it's a, it's a healthy way to approach that type of communication because yeah. oftentimes people have just gotten so far apart yeah. from where they're at in life. And addiction can derail your relationship. It can derail your life. And we are a testament to the fact that there is hope for some, but for many others, they've gotten to a point where one is so unwilling to change. They have left the other with no choice, Mm -hmm. but to make their own path. Yeah. It's incredibly difficult. And like we've said, like knowing when to quit is also a skill. Yeah. Like knowing when to give up, knowing when to quit, knowing when you're, you're not going to sacrifice anymore on this person and you, you know, you're, you're trauma bonded um, codependent, your emotions are not satisfied unless theirs are. And we just can't control people that much. We can't, we can't rely on others for our own happiness. Yep. Other people can enhance our lives, but they should not be our lives. Right. It's incredibly tough when you've got someone who, you know, there's potential there, you know, if they quit drinking and they got their shit together, they could figure it out. Yeah. And like Richard Pryor said, if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. Mm-hmm. We could. What if this all day? I know it's so crazy. Y'all, he's insane. This, <laughs> but our whole life. <laughs> but we could. What if this all day long? What's the reality though? What's the reality saying? Yeah. Are they or are they not? If they're not, start to consider what your life would need to look like for you to be happy. Right. Which I like, I, I hate to be the Grim Reaper here. Like I can't stand it. I hate having to even go there. I want to give people hope, but for so many, that's not the case. Like they. They're in a position where like they're willing to do anything and their spouse is not going to move an inch. Yeah. Protect yourself. Yep. Set up boundaries and protect yourself. Protect your peace. Do what you have to do. And let go of the control. And we are here for you to support you along that path, along your way. I know it's not easy. It's probably the scariest thing in the world and we get it. Yeah. We get it. 
We've had to do this in other areas of our life, not so much our relationship, but it doesn't get any easier. I mm-hmm. promise you that. It's incredibly, it's terrifying. It's freaking terrifying. Yep. But I hope we've cleared up some of the aspects of control versus challenging someone. <laughs> or made you more confused. <laughs> control versus accountability. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, when we first broached this, like I was sitting at the table eating and she asked me, she's like, oh, that's easy. And I spit off, you know, five seconds and she's like, well, what about when I'm like, oh, <laughs> Now we're off to the books and (laughs) reading about this. Well, it's kind of funny because our last episode, the whole intentions versus actions or whatever, I'm like, this is easy. Like I can just look at this and this is common sense. And you're just like, but what about this? So we kind of shifted in our. We um, flipped on that, didn't we? Yeah, we we did. We flipped on it. But anyway, laid out some criteria for what are some controlling behaviors versus what is challenging someone. Controlling versus accountability. I think that one of the common threads between Challenging and accountability is this acceptance of the other person to want to accept these things. Yeah. They, they have to volunteer, essentially. They volunteer. Yep. And if they don't volunteer, then you are shoving a round peg into a square hole and more than likely will be for quite some time. Yep. Anyway, I think that's all we've got here today. Hopefully we didn't confuse the absolute crap out of you, but if we did, let us know. We've got inboxes open, happy to answer any questions and clarify some things here. Welcome to the craziness of this. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we roll. (laughs) Okay. um, If you haven't already, we would love to hear from you. We would love feedback of some kind. So if you haven't left us a review, we would love to get that. Whether it's something private you want to email us, info at twofocouple.com, or leave us a review on any of the podcast forums. We would love to hear what you think about this what you think we could provide more of or hell less of whatever mm-hmm. you think. We'd love to just hear from the listeners. Yeah. Um, it, we started this thing kind of with the intent. Hey, we just put this out there and see what happens. And as it turns out, a lot of people listen now. And so I want to make sure that we're providing the best content for you because we know that you can choose to listen to anything. You could download any number of episodes, but you're listening to us and that means something. So we want to make sure that we're showing up for you. Word. Okay. Well, I think that's all we've got. Yep. Anything else? Nope. All right. <laughs> Paige is going to take a hot bath and try to forget this ever happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Paige. And we'll see you. Bye.